Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up and welcome back to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, February 10th, 2023. What a fun little jib move that yeah, was, right? I'm used to that one. New face of video games, blessing at Ayoye Jr. How are you doing? I'm doing good, Tim Motherfucking Gettys. How are you doing? Oh, just good. On a day like this. You're are right. you kidding You're me, right. dude? I it saw is, that Fast X trailer. It's a Fast Friday, everybody. All right, this one's not directed by Justin Lin, but many of the best are. Many of Many the, did he do Tokyo Drift? He did Tokyo Drift. I don't know if that's fact. He did four. He did five. He did six. He so, did nine. Okay. Some of the best are. Yeah. Because five mean, is. Do you not like well, Tokyo he Drift? He did the best. He right also now? did some. I don't F1. like Tokyo Drift. I mean, six is probably my favorite. He has one. no taste. It's okay. I mean, it's, it's okay. It's the, the main character ruins it for me. Yeah. Because okay. his performance oh, yeah, no, is no, fucking that's, terrible. That's, yeah, sure. It's a for sure. Like, what about Tokyo Drift puts it up there for you? Everything besides the main character. All right. Uh-huh. Think about it. The that drifting way. was cool. Think about the it. Drift, that I, way. I like the drifting yeah. part of Tokyo Drift and, and the Tokyo part. That was cool too. Han so too. Cool. Han too is cool. I like Han also. He's the yeah, best. A lot of positives. Twinkie. Hey, you got me. Bow you got wow. me. The whole car. Okay. Yeah. Bow Wow. Soundtrack. Within it. There's a lot of good. There's a lot of good in this Remember movie. The car. Neela. Fantastic stuff. Everybody. Yeah, it, it, no, we'll never get good as six and five. That's right. I'm right. Although maybe you. Fast X. I don't know, man. This trailer got me in. Yeah, I, mean, I, sure. I thought the trailer looked dope as hell. Even though there's some stupid shit that goes down in that trailer, I thought it was I thought it was good stupid shit. Oh yeah, I mean, look, hey, I've been here since day one, and I ain't planning on going anywhere anytime soon. Of course, hey, if you want to watch me break down the fast end trailer for almost an entire hour, you can do just that on YouTube.com/slash Kind of Funny right now. It's live. You can go watch it. Uh, did Kevin and I get here at 8 a.m. to record it live? Yeah. Did YouTube take us down as we were recording? Yeah. Oh, no, really? Did we have to fucking do a whole thing? Yeah, whatever. But now you can watch it. And hey, at least it was a damn good time. And it was a damn good time. What a trailer. Oh, yeah. What a trailer. What a what, great way to start the morning. What a great. And dude, what a day for Tim Gettys. All right. I get a Fast 10 trailer that mm-hmm. I'm very excited about. Mm-hmm. On top of that, last night, bless. I don't know if this means anything to you. But okay. this year is the 20th anniversary of Linkin Park's Meteora album. Mm. Linkin Park, anything? Not really. I like okay. the singles. Okay. Yeah. Well, very, very, encore. very, <laughs> so good, so good. Uh, that's technically the Jay Z side of it, but <laughs> no, yeah, I, yeah. I wrapped you like Jay Z's part of that of that matchup. Which, yeah. But still, I like their version of that song. But Linkin Park, extremely important to to me and my 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 upbringing. Uh, and Hybrid Theory and Meteora are just bona fide classic albums. Twenty year anniversary of it. Um, and last night they released a, a song from the archives bless, mm-hmm. called lost from the Meteora recordings. Oh. So we're getting vintage, like 2003 Lincoln park music and it's good. Oh shit. It feels so right. And it is so bittersweet hearing Chester sing, mm-hmm. knowing how everything ended with so many yeah. of the lyrics that he's, that he has in this song. Even it's just like, it's a little too, it's sobering, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, oh. I will say this morning I checked out an album from this little, little indie band that I've been uh, trying to pay attention to. They're called Paramore. Mm. They dropped an album uh, mm. last night and this morning, so I listened to it. Pretty good album. Yeah. Pretty good album from this little band called Paramore. Highly recommend them if you, uh, uh, if you, if, if you like some good music. Go check out some Paramore. Go check it. Uh, you can pretend that Airplane's the night sky. Like, 
I'm like shooting stars because <laughs> I can really use a wish right now. Um, but last night, listen to that, uh, the new Linkin Park song, and just like many people out there, I imagine, that sent me down a rabbit hole of listening to Meteora front to back. I've now listened to it since last night to this morning, three mm. times front to back. <laughs> oh my what God. an album. What a damn freaking album. And then tonight, everybody, The Last of Us. Oh, HBO. I keep forgetting this tonight. Uh, we are going to keep our, our normally scheduled uh, reaction breakdown to Monday, 9 a.m. live on YouTube.com slash games and Twitch.tv slash games, uh, which coincidentally is where you're watching this show right now. If you're watching live, just like you can do every single weekday where we break down all of the video game news that you need to know. Uh, if you want to get it as a podcast, though. Search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny Games Daily, and we'll be right there for you. If you wanted to get the show ad-free, if you wanted to uh, get all of the bonus content that we do, or if you wanted to be a Patreon producer like Delaney Twining, you got to go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny, and you're going to have a great time. Uh, today's stories include rumors about a state of play Whoa. or some states of play. Whoa. Uh, Hi-Fi Rush might be teasing a different game Whoa. and a whole <laughs> bunch more stuff. A little housekeeping for you. A new PS I Love You XOXO is up right now with Bless and Greg unboxing the PSVR 2. Wow. Does Greg tear into it like a monster? You'll have to tune in to find out. He did that to the DualSense Edge box and it hurt me. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know if you saw that, but it really hurt me. I want to have a conversation What's up? With, uh, with people here in this office. And I don't know where I want to have it. I don't know if I want to have it on camera. About boxes? Or if I just want to have it. No, but about the DualSense Edge. About mm. pro controllers overall. Not the Nintendo Switch pro controller, but like real pro controllers. Like the Elite Series. Okay, games, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? These back paddles, you know? I know they're all the buzz. I know mm. that there's like a lot of thoughts. I know Andy's a, the king of them. He loves them. Mike loves them. I want to know what y'all are using them for. Because I haven't found a great use for it besides replacing the l3 button for like sprinting yeah so i think far. that's a that's a pretty good one first person shooters a lot, a lot of the time i think uh, have a, got a lot of good functionality for that because the thing is tim if you're out there playing halo right mm -hmm. you got your thumbs on the sticks you don't want to take your thumbs off the sticks mm -mm. right if you just maps jump in and crouch in the necessary buttons to the back paddles mm -hmm. i think that's probably the main thing I've started using back paddles a little bit for FIFA. Um, okay. There's some button commands to like call up your keeper or call up a second player that are mapped to either triangle or R1. That'll make it so that I'm gripping the controller in a weird way, start mapping those back there. The thing is, though, the DualSense Edge, and I'll say it, all right, I'm not afraid. <laughs> the Xbox Series X Elite controller paddles, I think, are way better just in terms of how they feel. Like, I, I, I just can't get like a level of comfortability with the, with the paddles that to provide for the DualSense Edge. You know, it's a bummer for me. I, I don't like either. Yeah, and maybe it's just I'm not used to them. But I, I've, the last week I've been really trying with both, and like to trying to figure out like what what do I actually need, what do I need these for? And I just I haven't found the what, use case. What turned me around on it a bit was the the Steam Deck because the Steam Deck just has the native yeah. paddles. And the issue that I've always had, right? Because I've used the DualSense um, Scuff controller, uh, which I got I, I bought from Andy and. My, my issue with that one was like my fingers would always just naturally rest on the paddles and it made it so that now I'm gripping my controller in a way that just didn't feel natural mm -hmm. to me. Um, the DualSense Edge, I think, has a, a, a bit better placement on the paddles to where I can just put, I use the smaller paddles on the, on the edge. So now I can like put, rest my fingers a bit below that and it doesn't feel weird to hold. But even still, like there are times where I'm like, when I'm thinking fast, I'm just so not used to using a controller in that way. So I'm always have to remind, remind myself that, oh shit, okay, I can do this thing if I use my back paddle. And so, like, it, it, but that's hard to do in the moment when it, mm. when tension is high. Yeah. With the um with the Steam Deck, because those buttons are naturally there, I felt like uh, one, it's not weird to hold, right? Like those, you really gotta press those buttons if you want to press those buttons. But also, 
I've, I've been feeling ex- explorative with the yeah. Steam Deck. The Steam Deck has opened me up in ways <laughs> in yeah. ways that like yeah. I never thought about. Right, where I'm like, oh, you know what, man? What if I just started mapping random shit to the, to the abundance of back buttons I got here? Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, it's really fun to t- to mess around with that stuff. Uh, what I will say is on uh, the DualSense Edge on the Elite Series Two, I have a I got a new 8-bit though controller that just put out that mm-hmm. is like a um, a pro type controller, and it also has those the the back buttons like embedded in it, not like coming out yeah. with the others but you know what i'm talking about like steam deck style and i will say even if i'm not using them for like big playing the game because i'm with you my mind just doesn't work that way yeah i love them as kind of like a fidgety thing you know oh. i remember back on the ps2 i used to always love those you know clicking in the nips hey you know i honestly feel you ever like you ever pull, you ever pull out the, oh, the so thumbstick pop, pop it out pop it, back, pop it in. back in yeah. oh man Dude, come on oh man come we're on. broken man <laughs> i love that so now it's like i i find myself like just kind of clicking away uh, not doing the game, but it just feels good. Like I, think I, I do the same thing. Going, yeah, but. but yeah, when I picked up the Elite, uh, Xbox Elite controller, which I don't do often, I, now when I'm out in, when I make my rare appearance in the streaming room, pick up one of those things. The the placement of the paddles, at least the ones that Mike has equipped to those things, are like perfect. Where I, it's more of like a squeeze, if anything, that I'm mm-hmm. doing to press the buttons, and it feels great. The thing I like most, of, I know now we're just going now we're just in a, in this, in a like, controller conversation. The thing that I really, really, really like about both the DualSense Edge and the Elite Series Two that until this week I had never even played with is the sensitivity of the oh yeah the, the, the analogness of the the, the triggers. triggers of making just more like clicky versus like the more like spongy yeah. uh, that the both of them kind of default to, and um, especially for Hi-Fi Rush with it being as like precision like based, it's like I changed it to more clicky, yep. and I was like, oh this is so much better like i'm really enjoying it and i have it set that one of my sides is spongy and one of my sides is clicky but yeah. like cool it lets me do that. it break it still breaks my brain because i do that with the dual sense edge and i've been doing that with fifa where for my sprint for r2 i keep it squeezy but for my strafe with l2 i keep it clicky and when i come back to work to because I, I use my i use my edge at home when i come home when i come to work i pick up my regular dual sense and when I, when I squeeze that LT button, I'm like, oh, God, what's happening here? Oh, shit, this is weird. This doesn't feel right anymore. Yeah. It, it breaks my brain to go back and forth between, like, regularly playing and then playing with my DualSense Edge. But I still got I just got to get used to it. Yeah. Well, I love it. I love controllers. They're controllers cool. are fun. They're really cool. Uh, you know what else is cool? Like we said earlier, we reacted to the Fast X trailer. You can check that out. When I say we, I mean me. Me and Kevin. And Kevin did great. Brought some bangers. Brought some astute scientific knowledge uh, to that, that trailer breakdown. Um, today we're brought to you by Shady Raisin Honey, but I'll tell you all about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> why did you lower your seat for that? <laughs> Tim's in a, in a funny, goofy mood today. Five stories today. A baker's dozen. That's that's the that's the Friday seat lower. They call that. It is. You can only get that on Friday. Seat drop. Seat drop. Uh, oh man! First story today. I'm really stoked about this one. Two PlayStation State of Play showcases rumored to be airing before June. Whoa! Uh, this comes from Hiran Cryer at Games Radar. A low-key, quote-unquote, PlayStation State of Play broadcast is rumored to air relatively soon, with a larger showcase apparently planned before E3 2023. That's according to rumor lover Jeff Grubb. <laughs> You know, rumor lover. I'm a rumor lover too, but I love, and I also love, I love the rumor lover, Jeff Grubb. Uh, speaking on the latest episode of his Games Mess podcast, according to Grubb, we should see a smaller PlayStation State of Play showcase relatively soon, perhaps even within the next month or so, potentially sooner. Uh, that's a lot of potential. That's a lot of potentials. It's a and, big window. 
Additionally, Grub also claims there'll be a larger state of play broadcast at some point before E3, uh, which will be here in June. Considering we're merely in February, that's a pretty wide net to cast when predicting a new state of play showcase from Sony. Nonetheless, it's a fairly strong indication that a state of play showcase is coming at some point within the first six months of the year. As for what PlayStation could potentially show off during these two broadcasts, there isn't any indication from Grub as to what should we should expect. It's quite possible from Grub's comments that the first state of play showcase could focus on third-party games like Tachia? Chia. Chia. T-C-H-I-A, which I don't, I don't remember seeing. It's the game that's, it's an indie game, looks kind of like, um, almost like a Breath of the Wild inspired thing, and mm-hmm. I know we say that about everything, but it is like, it, it is that kind of like fun, cartoony art style. You're on an island. I believe you turn into animals. It's one of those games where you turn into animals and you're okay. one with nature. Okay. Um... It was featured before in various Sony showcases, apparently. As for the second larger broadcast, we likely expect to see first-party games here, like Spider-Man 2, which is still planned to launch later this year. Um... All right. I mean, let's let's break it down. What do we think? uh, What do we think? I mean, I uh, (laughs) this goes back a bit to us talking about Nintendo Directs and when is a Nintendo Direct going to happen, and the idea that you know we go back and we try to we try to track the timing for Directs and. We were talking about how yeah, PlayStation or um, Nintendo usually does one of these things at the beginning of the year, either in January, <laughs> February, and March. And by the time we by the time we finish that statement, right, it's like, oh, well, that's a whole window, quarter of right? a year. Like at some point during the year, a Nintendo Direct is going to happen, and I think at some point during the first half of the year, a state of play is going to happen, or maybe multiple state of plays are going to happen. And to Jeff Grubb's credit, I think Jeff Grubb is is working off of stuff that is tangible, right? Like I do believe he has sources. Jeff Grubb has proven himself to like know what he's talking about and have people people he's that a are rumor legit. Lover. He's a rumor lover, right? But he's a rumor lover that has people legit that he that he talks to. And he was able to call that state of play that we that, that we just got. I believe that he is talking to somebody who is um uh who has accurate information or is in a position to have the accurate information that is probably telling him like, yeah, like sometime in the next month or so, we're they're planning a state of play that's gonna be smaller, and then before June, you're gonna get a bigger state of play. I think that second one, the before June bigger state of play, is one that's like a that's probably a given. Come on, like it's what before E3, PlayStation is going to do a big event that's going to court that's going to align with a big kind of E3 showcase. I think at this point you kind of expect that, especially coming but off see, of last year. I don't know that we do, mm-hmm. right? Because th- did we get that? Yeah, we got the one in May that okay, had like but, Street yeah. Fighter Five. Okay, Street but Fighter see now, now I feel like we're we're doing the same thing of playing with the like the rules, the rules <laughs> of like so d- does we're counting May as. Before E3, but now E3 is what June to August. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm well, saying? Let's, like, hold on. That's what they say. What the first half of the year? What's the exact phrasing they use here? Which will be here. Additionally, Grub claims that there will be a larger state of play broadcast at some point before E3 2023, which will be here in June. And so, if a state of play happens in May, that's before E3 2023. That happens in June. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm trying to think back. So couple things to note here right we've been uh really talking to death the nintendo direct of the last couple days um and what it means to be a nintendo direct versus a partner showcase versus a pokemon presents versus a mini this mini that whatever the hell right playstation has a similar thing going on where they have now shown that there's different formats there's playstation state of plays there's playstation state of plays that focus on one specific game as like Mm -hmm. the like let's deep dive into this and then there's playstation showcases that are the the bigger ones, like the most exciting ones. Where you ones. get all the big first-party announcements back-to-back. The ones similar to what we saw with the Nintendo Direct recently. Or like the, it's yeah. the big one. It's the one that we're, we're actually looking forward to. Um, it's interesting here, the use of the word state of play. Yes. Like it, it's saying a low-key state of play, which, sure, 
can totally imagine that focusing on some of the third party stuff. That, Honestly, that's most state of plays. I feel like yeah, <laughs> are the low key. Oh, ones. I mean, at this point, yeah. But the thing with with state of play is every once in a while there's a big announcement. It could be first party. It could be third party. Typically, is third party at this point. Um, but calling a, a PlayStation state of play low key to me is like. You think it's even lower, even key. lower key, like and which we've seen those. See, I I, a I, times, I, so. I compare it to the little devil inside, right? Mm-hmm. That's the name of the game. Mm-hmm. Little devil inside state of play, right? Yeah. Where that was the headliner, and everything else was indie, smaller stuff that was happening around that. I think that's probably what he's talking about. I think that's the tier state of play that we could get in the next couple of months. And I do, I do believe this. You know, of course, things can change. Who yeah. knows what happens? All that stuff. That said, I wouldn't be surprised if yeah, in the next couple of months we got a small state of play that was hey finally here's little devil inside with a solid release date maybe it is out like uh, soon after that in the next few weeks or next few months i think that'd be a cool way to go about it uh we talked a bit yesterday about goodbye volcano high is another quote-unquote playstation indie that we got revealed at the original ps5 event that we've not seen for a very long time uh i think that'd be that'd be a, a shoe in to make another appearance and then to our conversation yesterday what are the next sifus and strays of the world I think we're kind of waiting on uh, seeing the reveal or like the next roller drums of the of the of the world, right? Like, what are the next really cool indie games that have this level of production and budget that makes it feel like a monumental release? Yeah, you know? yeah, and I, I, you're right. I think that we will start seeing those at least first seen here, and then yeah. like actually release later. But um, the idea of even the second one that they're talking about here, they're not saying showcase. No. So, it's like, so that's the interesting thing yeah. is I think for me, this points to the idea that maybe we don't get a PlayStation showcase, at least in the first half of the year. And that wouldn't be the biggest surprise aside from the fact that we didn't get one last fall. Right. And so it feels like now we're overdue. What is what are the next big what you call the unicorn games? Right. What are what's going on at Sony Bend? What's going on uh, with Last of Us Factions? What's going on with all the bigger games that we know that you're working on? What's happening with the with Ghost of Tsushima? Whatever the next one is, there's still a lot for PlayStation to talk about. Maybe that is a thing of, hey, let's hold it for the fall. You know, we didn't need it last uh, September because we had God of War Ragnarok that we're fo- focusing on. They People know that Spider-Man 2 is coming uh, later this year. What if we wait until we get to the end of this year and it is cool. Now we're at the end of what you know is happening for playstation first party now it's time to reveal the next slate what if, what if the end of phase one it has actually this fall instead of last fall yeah i mean so somebody help me here did we get a playstation thing last may because i can't pinpoint it last may yeah the state of play so it was uh where they announced resident evil 4 remake and, and street fighter 6 i forget what else was there but it was in Rollerdrome. okay it was a, it was like a Bigger state of play. Okay, but so that was a state of play. So, like, because yes. last showcase we got was September 2021. All right, yeah. So we didn't get one last year. Period. Yep. A showcase. Right. Um, and again, we've been talking about this. There's a lot of questions in the air of what are the PlayStation Studios working on because we don't have many answers to that at this point. Um, I do think some of the things we we do know, and we're waiting for for more on that. Pivoting just a little plus, and this is a crazy thing to pivot, jump on, Tim. Right? Let's pivot. Last month, Xbox was like, "Hi-Fi Rush, motherfuckers!" Boom, mm-hmm. Shadow drops out now. They did this week. Nintendo mm-hmm. was like, "Metroid Prime Remastered, motherfuckers!" Boom, out now. You looking for this? It's fucking crazy. That's the Nintendo and Xbox milk right there. Does PlayStation want it? <laughs> Does PlayStation, when it's ready? I don't think it'll be any time right now. Do they drop Last of Us Factions 
free to play. I would love, I would love it so much. I would love it so much. I think the question is, is it ready? And I feel like that's the kind of game, the way they talked about it, the way they've hyped it up, the way in which Jeff Keighley had uh, Neil Druckmann in the team at the Summer Game Fest Live kickoff, whatever it's called now, yeah. at the last one back in June. Neil meant, like, they showed off the concert art, and Neil was like, you will hear more from us next year about Last of Us Multiplayer Project. I feel like that's one where if we were, if we got close to it coming out, we would hear rumblings. I feel like that's one that would come with people, the Jeff Grubb, the rumor lovers of the world being like, hey, y'all, I've been hearing that Last of Factions is about ready to drop. Oh, yeah. man, it's about around the corner. I think if we get to, let's say, if you get to like the, the uh, later in the spring and we start hearing more rumblings and it is like, hey, man, this thing's going to, then I'll be like, okay, cool. I, I think it's happening. But I don't know, man. As of now, I don't feel it. Yeah. And I, to be clear, I don't think it's going to be like now or even this year. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying when it happens. When it happens. I think they got to talk I about I think there's year. a higher likelihood than ever. Talk about it, sure. Yeah. But I, I think that there's a higher likelihood than ever that Last of Us Factions, to some extent, is free to play and is a like drop now release of like, let's just get the player base up. Like, let's fucking go. I think that'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> but, I think my prediction is at the larger state of play. Maybe I think they might talk about it there, or maybe at Jeff Keighley's event again. Yeah. I think that also would be because uh, Last of Us Factions is, is big enough to where I think you would want to talk about it <clears throat> at a PlayStation showcase or on a big stage. I think Jeff Keighley w- uh, could provide the big stage for them to talk about it at, and I think that would be a here's a window. You know, like here, first of all, here is what Last of Us Factions is. Here are some plans. Let's give you a, a little sneak peek into what we're working on. And now here's a window, and that window being either fall 2023 or 2024. Uh, Snake in the chat brings up an uh, interesting point that I, I keep forgetting to bring up. Mm-hmm. They're for sure holding back on having a showcase because of their focus on trying to stop the Xbox and Activision deal. So once the deal's done, we will get a showcase. I do think that there is some truth to that. Yeah. I, 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 it's supposed to be businesses as usual. The thing is, PlayStation already did a good job of setting this year up in terms of exclusives and excitement on its console with knowing we're getting Spider-Man 2 at the end and the fact that they keep talking about 2023. Uh, like, that's their plan that is their tentpole in the same way that ragnarok was their tentpole last year but then looking all the way back and like the final fantasy uh exclusives and some of the other bigger titles that they have going on if playstation didn't announce a single other game for this year it would suck for us Mm -hmm. but they'd be fine they'd still be i think in a really good position because they already have a really solid spider-man 2 final fantasy exactly they had forespoken and they did but (laughs) like like, there's there's titles coming out so it's like I, I feel like they could cruise through this year. Um, yeah, but and- I, I wonder how much that holds. Because I think in last, last fall, when that started to become a rumor, the idea that PlayStation show, the PlayStation Showcase isn't happening because they want to have all this ammo for the back and forth with Xbox and Activision Blizzard and all this stuff, not make it look, maybe be able to, to paint the image of, hey, Xbox is getting Call of Duty, and that's monumental for video game software because now they're getting all the software because look at our slate we we don't have shit like we're playstation what do we have i i i i could see the kernels of okay i could see that being like maybe a little small a little small factor at some point it becomes shooting yourself in the foot because you have to talk to your audience eventually right if this activision blizzard thing uh the, the microsoft acquisition talks go on until 2024 you're gonna get a showcase it's not like playstation is gonna be like don't release any games for the next three years if the xbox thing goes on for three like Eventually, you just got to break that and go, Yo, let's so talk to our audience. That's true, but the thing is, they are talking to the audience, right? Just mm-hmm. yesterday, two days ago, we saw the PlayStation blog do what it 
traditionally does and announce some indie games, updates on some indie games. Here's that stuff. We're going to get these smaller state of plays. What I'm saying is like, even though we are due for a first party major PlayStation Studios, uh, PlayStation um, showcase, um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, uh, we're good. Like we got Spider-Man like this year Mm -hmm. and I hold it off till next year. But I I don't think you can, I don't think you can get past Spider-Man without announcing big guns. I think you can. And I think the reason crazy. Is, but the reason is because they have so many big guns in the in the the chamber already. They have exclusives and they have things like Resident Evil 4 remake, Dead yeah. Space remake, all, like every all the biggest titles of this year they already have. But like, that's of this year. I think oh, if yeah. you get to the fall, like if you pass Spider-Man 2 and you don't talk about your big guns, then the I think it gets problematic for what your audience is now expecting for the I mean, platform. I mean, people going to be like upset be like where is things but i think that just goes back to the nintendo strategy mm-hmm. like they they have the difference between playstation and nintendo is playstation have now got a, a library of studios that can produce a library of titles that are exclusive and phenomenal and the expectation is that that they will be that they mm-hmm. also have all the third party Nintendo just has that first part. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like they, I think, can bolster their the conversation and kind of like just do the mixed marketing stuff and like get the 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 marketing rights or whatever, like lead the marketing on a lot of the bigger third party games. And like we're gonna be okay. Like just riding yeah. through. But like I, I think at the same time, right? PlayStation in a similar way as Nintendo understands the power of their of their first party. They lo- they rely on third party a lot. If you go to the PlayStation website right now, Hogwarts Legacy is like the banner ad because they do rely on, hey, we got these marketing agreements. We also have the big AAA third parties that help sell people on the console along with our first parties. I think if you get if if you get to the point where you don't have the like the unicorn stuff anymore. I know Death Stranding Two is out there and all, and, and that. And I, I, it is. at this point, I gotta assume that Last of Factions gets announced at the or gets revealed more at the Keeley thing. But like, I think as PlayStation, you still have so much more to talk about, and I think you will be shooting yourself in the foot a little bit if you get that far and go, no, we gotta hold because it's back and forth. At that point, it just doesn't matter, right? Just announce the things. Yeah, but like, I, so that's the thing is, I think it gets a little further away at that point from like how long you hold back because of the the legal stuff. And yeah. for me, it's more just strategy at that at, at a certain point where you're just like, what I think PlayStation has done brilliantly this generation compared to anyone before it is the showcases and making sure that they matter. Yeah. The, they've only done two so far, and both of them are easily some of the best video game showcases we've ever had. Like, pound for pound, when you look at the announcements made, I don't know that we'll, it, it, it's possible to get that level of hype for a showcase ever again really so, dude think about it like when you look at like the titles announced when look at all the games that have, at this point come out on playstation already mm-hmm. except for spider-man and wolverine <laughs> right but it's like they came out and we're just like hey guess what guys we got miles morales and ratchet and clank and gran turismo and horizon and it's like it was just a who's who hit list of every single thing that you could want being given to you mm-hmm. and then when they did the other one it was a similar uh yeah. vibe of like i still think they got a lot more of that in them is the thing, right? Well, like, I think, especially now that they've skipped or they didn't do one last year, I think if you get to this fall and PlayStation does a showcase talking about the next, revealing games for the last, uh, next two or three years, and it's funny because I, I they could have held Death Stranding too. They, they could hold the Last of Us Factions thing, right? And, like, even put that in there. I think the fact that you're getting the, those two right now might speak to the fact that, like, hey, this would have been in a, in a showcase if we had one, but let's talk about it here. I think you get to a showcase, whatever the next big showcase is, 
and you have so much to talk about. There's 12 live service games mm-hmm. that we have no idea about. There's what's Ben Studio working on? What is I mean, we know what um Sucker Punch is working on, right? But like, let us see it. Like, is there is Ghost Stream a two? It are, are you gonna have a multiplayer game with that now? We know Insomniac is apparently working on a, on a multiplayer game based on uh job listings, mm-hmm. and the list goes on in terms like what is um the Astrobot Studio working on? Team Asobi, right? Yeah. Like. The list goes on in terms of big juggernaut stuff that they can announce that is going to get people hyped. And I like I I think let's let's say if they did a showcase this fall and even the fall after that, I think they could keep the same level of hype that they've had for the for the last few. So that is the point I was trying to make. Gotcha. Is that it is it is an impossibly tall task to do that. Mm-hmm. They're set up to do it again. Yes. And like th- that is the strategy there where it's like at some point it's not just the legal shit, but it's also, hey, if we just hold off a little bit, we'll have all this shit to be able to to talk For about. Sure. Okay, and that like, makes sense. Boom and bang and go through. And that is like such a rare thing to be able to tee up and have all the dominoes fall, if you know what I'm talking about. Oh, man. I love when the dominoes fall. <laughs> PlayStation, man, they've been pushing those dominoes for fucking years. Yeah, man. So uh, like, so I know we're, you're running long on this, but... Let's say, I, I guess doing early, very early E3 predictions now, let's say we get, what would you want? What would you, what would you Tim Gettys, personally want out of, let's say, the highlight of the smaller state of play that is rumored for the next couple of months, and then the larger state of play that happens right before E3? Man, it, this is really tough and stupid, but like honestly, I just want to see a showcase. Like, all these state of plays, mm-hmm. I almost don't want these state of plays to have too many fucking crazy big things. I want them all to be in the showcase. Like, I, I, I like the idea of the phase, and I like the idea of, of moving on. I think this year is already stacked. Like, I don't think we need more PlayStation games this year. Like, between Spider- having Spider-Man and believing Spider-Man's coming this year, because I do, bless. I believe it he in my heart it. that we're getting it. But you look at just games that I'm going to be playing on the PlayStation this year, I'm good. I'm super, super good. And then you add on games I'm playing on Xbox and PC and Nintendo this year. I'm like, yo, this year is a little bit wild. Like, we don't need to keep adding giant, giant Megaton things. Yeah. So um, with that, I kind of feel like just give me updates, maybe a couple cool surprise announcements. I would love, uh, to your point of what is the Sifu, what is the Stray, um, those type of things I think would be great. But otherwise, I... Give me a I, can of Bridge of Spirits, too. Oh, my God. I would Gee, love right? that. I'd fucking love that. But yeah, I... I feel like we're at a great place that I'm okay just looking, getting updates for for games because there's a ton of them coming out yeah. that I'm excited for. For the smaller one, I would like, I would like an update for um, little little devil. <laughs> I keep, I keep, I keep. I think what was killing me yeah. is that we just got dark pictures devil in me. So I keep wanting to say little devil in me, and I'm like that doesn't sound right. Little devil inside, right? That's the one. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Um, I'll like no the devil inside. No, little devil. God damn it, side, little devil. I'm I'm googling what? it. Little Diablo devil. Four. Oh God, I misspelled devil and I put an O. In. There we go. Little, little devil inside. I got it right. The little devil inside. That sounds. So that doesn't weird. sound real, right? Yeah. That sounds like I just yeah. made that up. Um, I'll like an update on little devil inside, and I, I'd like them for the. I'd like for them to be like in us out next month, right? Like I want. I want that game to be to be around the corner by the time they talk, they talk about it next. Oh, um, has to be right. Yeah, and so that would be my ask for the small one for the for. Let's say the larger state of play. I like the fact that their last large state of play highlighted big third party stuff because again we were talking about Street Fighter Six, we're talking about um, uh, uh, Resident Evil Four, and then the one we got in the fall got uh, had Tekken Eight in there as well. Yeah, yeah, give me more of those. Like, what yeah, are man. especially from the Japanese third party uh, publishers? What's uh, what's another big thing coming from Capcom? What's a big thing coming from Sega? I mean, we got Final Fantasy Sixteen, but then we also have this winter. Final Fantasy VII Rebirth. Yeah. So 
I think that'd be an ideal place to highlight highlight those things. And, say, and then, yeah, save your big PlayStation Studio stuff for either a Jeff Keighley thing or for a PlayStation Showcase. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense, everybody. You know what else makes sense? Ooh, Pragmata. For us, patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can go there and get the show ad-free, but for everybody else... Here. Shout out to Shady Rays for sponsoring this episode. Look how cool I look. You too can look this cool. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked they'll also provide 10 meals to fight hunger in america with every order and have donated over 20 million meals to date that's fantastic there's no risk when you shop with shady rays their team always has your back exclusively for y'all listeners and watchers right now shady rays is giving out their best deal of the new year you can go to shadyrays.com and use code kind of funny for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself these are five star rated by over 200,000 people again that shadyrays.com use the code kinda funny shout out to honey for sponsoring this episode honey is the easy way to save when shopping on your iphone or computer and thanks to honey manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past and we all know there's nothing better than the feeling of saving money honey is the free shopping tool that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one it finds to your cart when you check out the honey button appears and all you have to do is click apply coupons you wait a few seconds you see the fun little dancing guy honey searches for coupons and it finds you the best ones and then you just watch the prices drop we here at kind of funny have been using honey for years and it's helped us save thousands on tech costumes food you name it honestly i just love how easy it is to just set and forget and save that's the best part honey doesn't just work on desktops it works on your phone too you just activate it on safari on your phone you save on the go if you don't already have honey you could be straight up missing out you can get paypal honey for free at joinhoney.com slash kind of funny that's joinhoney.com slash kind of funny this episode is brought to you by reese's peanut butter cups and breaking news Leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's peanut butter cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And now we're back. And guess what? I forgot a little housekeeping for a very exciting thing. Kev, if you could bring this oh. up. Yesterday, Barrett Courtney and I sat down, and Barrett broke down to me for an hour what he thinks is going to go down in Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom based on the new trailer we got. First off, look how dope this set is. 
All that looks right. beautiful. This shit is hot. Can you scroll forward just a bit more, Kevin? I want them to see the, the overlay and everything in there. We're in kind of overlay central. Oh, it's not going to look good because we're blocking it. But you know uh, what? You should go to YouTube.com slash kind of funny games to watch it for yourself and check it out because damn, Barrett went off. Oh, yeah. All right. I love he when Barrett convinced goes off. me some wild shit that I'm like, oh, that's happening. It's 1000% happening. Oh, shit. Uh, so, yeah, definitely check it out. Really, really cool thing. But um, it's fun. We d- we rarely break down game trailers. We do a lot of the analysis and reactions to the kind of funny side. But on the game side of things, we we normally watch you, the yeah. showcases. We live react and then we just kind of like talk about them. But we don't do the frame by frame stuff. So it was fun to do. Hell Go yeah. check that out. I but love that. You're here now. For story number two, The Evil Within 3 has seemingly been teased in a hi-fi rush Easter egg. This comes from Jordan Gerblick at Games Radar. Uh, the Evil Within 3 hasn't been announced, but the first indicator of its existence seems to be a very subtle Easter egg hidden in Tango Gameworks' newest release, Hi-Fi Rush. Hi-Fi Rush seems to be full of open... What? Oh, uh, my copy and paste has been doing this weird thing where if somebody has like a link in there, it'll now it now puts the opens in new tab. Got it. That's on me. That's Got on it. me. I'm sorry. High Fry Rush seems to be full of references to the evil within, but a newly uncovered Easter egg is the first to seemingly tease a new entry in the series. Games Radar Plus was tipped off to the extremely subtle reference by an eagle-eyed reader, and I've since verified it myself, says jordan uh during the cinematic proceeding track 11 the needle drop chai and company are taking an elevator ride to meet kale the ceo of the the corporation um and just as the elevator reaches its destination you get a split second look at a screen that shows you've arrived at floor 776 at the bottom of the screen in small print is a feed with the weather and news next to news reads sequel to popular survival horror franchise announced uh this is far from confirmation of evil within three but it's arguably the best piece of evidence we found so far that a sequel's in the works the only games tango developed outside of evil within and hi-fi rush are the mobile game hero dice and ghostwire tokyo uh which both isn't a franchise and isn't a survival horror game making evil within the only plausible candidate for what this easter egg's referencing banana almost a year ago to the day GameSpot <laughs> revealed that ghostwire tokyo actually began life as the evil within three but eventually became its he own his thing ass, Kevin. You due got his to ass. the dramatically different direction it went during development there's another indicator that tango at least once intended to make a sequel to 2017's evil within two but it remains to be seen with certainty whether one will ever surface i got a couple of thoughts mm-hmm so seek the, the if you go if you open the image which Kevin opened but I think we were blocking we were blocking it with our big old heads um, at the bottom of the image right so you have the text that says sequel to popular survival horror game franchise announced I don't know if that's enough for me to go oh man they're teasing he- Evil Within three I think it's an Evil Within reference and teasing I think yes yeah confirming I'm not so much but I do think this is a like you think clearly so? a tease yes <laughs> like what else could it be. I don't know. Like, I mean, there's so many Easter eggs and references in uh, Hi-Fi Rush. And, like, uh, sequel to popular survival horror game franchise announced. I guess. I don't know. I just, I, I guess it just seems like too much, like a bit, a bit too much of a stretch for me. But I could, I could see it being a, hey, like, we just made Evil Within 2, especially when you're talking about the development of this game, right? Not that long ago, we put out mm-hmm. Evil Within 2. Let's give a little homage, right? Evil Within 2 is a sequel to a popular survival horror game mm-hmm. that was announced and mm-hmm. came out. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's an Evil Within 2 reference. Look, we're getting Evil Within 3. So You think so? I, I, mean, I feel like that's a foregone conclusion that at some point we're going to get that. It's a it's a successful, critically successful. It sells well enough. Uh, survival horror is very, very, very in vogue, bless. I don't know if you've noticed that recently, but can you think about the fact 
that we've gotten every Resident Evil remake possible in the last couple of years. We got Dead Space remake. We got Callisto Protocol. We have Silent Hill 2 being remade. I mean, Alan got, Wake last is part one. <laughs> like, the like, list goes on. Yo, straight the fuck up. It just continues and continues and continues. Like, if you're a survival horror fan, this is the best time ever. Like, they're just popping up. Like, like there's like one a month at this point. And they're so far, with for the most part, really high quality experiences. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, Callisto, not everybody loved. But besides that, like, I think every game that I talked about is like a eight or nine caliber game. So my, 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 my other thought on this is like, you know, Hey, Tango game works. Get rid of evil within. Just make some, it makes more hi-fi rush for me. For me. Listen, and I know, I know <laughs> that's, that's why you don't believe it. <laughs> no, this can't be a taste. No, Listen, no, no. Skip evil within. Put all your team, all your team on a hi-fi rush. Everybody. Put out, put out another one of these in like two years. You know two what? Years. Give me the one. All right. It's a jokes, by the way. Don't get mad at me. I'm going to need every single developer in the entire world to unite in one, as one team. One team. To work on hi-fi rush and hi-fi rush only. The hi-fi rush dynasty. I went hi-fi rush in every fucking genre. I just want. I want a cart racer hi fi rush, which actually blast. does sound great. Oh my hi fi hip hop! Can you believe? Oh. Can you imagine <laughs> hip hop rush? Oh man! Oh man! Jeez! Oh man! Like bless the main character. Give me a just fucking oh, do it. Yeah, give me a little do it. little robot cat named Eight Hundred Eight. And if you don't want to do, if like if you want to do a different one than the Eight Hundred Eight in the game, call it Nine Hundred Nine. I don't know. If, are there Nine Hundred Nine drums? I don't think so. Because 808 drums, I think, like, originated in Hawaii. No, no, it's not my best. <laughs> I know. Damn. Call that 808 and heartbreak, you know? <laughs> That's what we, hey, hey, he's back, hey, baby. I'm back. I'm he's back. back, baby. I'm back. Um, yeah, even within three. I, I think we'll get it at some point. I think it's just a cute little thing. But I, I do think that with the way this is phrased, it's it's more of a tease than not, I would say. But All right. Uh, story number three, Alan Wake 2 is now playable from start to finish, says Remedy. This comes from Chris Scullion at BGC. Uh, development of Alan Wake 2 has reached the stage where the game can be played from start to finish, Remedy has stated. In comments made following the publication of the studio's latest financial results, CEO Taro Vertala said that the development on the sequel was going well. Alan Wake 2 is in full production. The game will soon have all content in place, and it's playable from start to finish. Uh... Uh, they also noted that Alan Wake Remastered, which was released in October 2021, has failed to generate royalties for the studio, but says he hopes Alan Wake 2 will, will boost sales. Um, at the time of the announcement, Remedy creative director Sam Lake said the game will be a survival horror, but noted the game will go dark for some time before new information is revealed. Explained the studio's decision to not show any of the game last summer. Lake said, we feel that we have momentum going and we want to make sure we're creating the best and first survival horror game for Remedy. We don't want to take the team away from that focus, so we're uh, going to keep going and make a great game experience. And unfortunately, you have to wait a bit longer for a demo and trailer. Hell yeah. All right. That's good to hear. Yeah. Remedy Games continues to, like, kill it. Oh, yeah. Right? I mean, and, like, they have a lot in the works. You know, there was another, there's a, a, a tweet from uh, my, my personal Nival replacement, uh, Noble. No, who I need to. So, f- no. Jeff Grubb, hold on. Yeah, Jeff Grubb corrected me on this, on the pronunciation. Let me pop in here. Let me find this. But yeah, like, they tweeted out, and they were like, and they tweeted out with the link to the press release, because Remedy Games put out a whole uh, statement about um, 
the states of their different projects. And they talk about how Alan Wake 2 is now playable from start to finish, like you just talked about. Alan Wake Remastered uh, has not generated royalties yet, um, but they you know, they, they think that Alan Wake 2 will boost the sales of Alan Wake Remastered. Control 2 is now in the proof of concept stage. Uh, CN Condor is still in the proof of concept stage. Vanguard, or sorry, codenames Condor. Now codename Vanguard uh, is in the same stage as Condor, right? So, uh, still in the proof of concept. And then Max Payne is in the concept stage. They're working on a whole lot of games, mm-hmm. but... Remedy also just put out Control a few years ago, and, and Control is one of the dopest games <laughs> I've played in a very long time. And so, like, I got trust for them right now, even though I got worry also with yeah. like, how much they're, they're splitting themselves here. Canoeble. Uh, Canoeble. Is what they're saying here. Canoeble. Canoeble. All right. Uh, and they are a mod for Game Mess. Hell yeah. Well, Canoeble's doing great doing work. Great work on Twitter. Yeah. Shout out to Canoeble. Everybody go follow Canoeble. That is on Twitter at K-N-O-E-B-E-L-B-R-O-E-T. Hell yeah. Canoeble. Are you an Alan Wake person? No. Are you going to play Alan Wake 2? Probably not. But maybe. I, I mean, I mean I they're, they're say, talking about shifting it into survival horror. I'm a little survival horror out. In this, like, I don't know that I need all of that. Uh, but Because I view, I view you now, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like you are a survival horror person. I'm not. I just feel like I've actually like, fallen into it. I've, I've fallen Hold into that no. kind of funny. Because uh, what? Res- Resident Evil. Mm-hmm. You've played multiple Resident Evil games and fucking love Resident Evil. Uh-huh. Last of Us. You like yeah. Last of Us. I don't know that I call Last of Us survival horror. I, I get it. Yeah. Dead Space. And I love Dead Space. You love, you love yeah. Dead Space. Didn't like Callisto. Most a lot of people didn't like Callisto, but I didn't. <laughs> didn't like Evil Within. Didn't like like. There's a lot of stuff I don't like. like okay. I, I I don't know. I don't know. I okay. Rayman Chess's Last of Us is not horror. I don't understand how it wouldn't be. Like survival survival horror, I'll give you a little bit because I think it has less of like the survival elements than a Resident Evil. But even then, I'm like, I don't know. Not, not horror. The clickers are scary as hell. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, the genres are fucking weird, right? I guess. Anytime you try to define something, it gets a little bit. But I'm trying to think, like, I just, I wouldn't I feel call like for myself me, a survival horror person. I get mm. that, like, there are franchises that, yes, I, I love, but. Do you fuck with Silent Hill? No, not really. Like. All right. Yeah. But maybe they'll, they'll change me. I don't know. Change me, everybody. Change Fair me. Fair enough. Uh, story number four. A plus edition of Sonic Origins has reportedly been rated in Korea. This comes from Chris Scullion at VGC. Bless. It seems like just yesterday, me and you were sitting at this very desk asking, where is our super game? Where is our <laughs> you think 10 this times This is the super game, Sonic Origins Plus? Sonic Origins Plus. I fucking love it. Um, oh, Madonna says Tim likes Fatal Frame, I think. I do like Fatal Frame. Oh, there you that go. is true. Having yeah. said that, I only played Fatal Frame 2. So. The amount of people in chat that are like, uh, that um, Last of Us is in horror is worrying me it's concerning me change me everybody change me um a new version of sonic origins reportedly been given a rating in south korea gamatsu reports that the game rating and administration committee of korea has listed the game titled sonic origins plus among its recent rating decisions uh sega hasn't confirmed this so it's not clear what the game will contain the company's history has a history of re-releasing sonic titles with an extra with extra content and a plus moniker attached Recently, they did this for Sonic Mania, containing a remix encore mode and two playable characters, Mighty the Armadillo and Ray the Flying Squirrel. It could also be that Sonic Origins Plus is simply the base game with its controversial DLC included. When Sonic Origins released in June 2022, it was accompanied by three DLC packs costing around five bucks, which included features as hard new missions, uh, extra music tracks, and character animations on the main menu. (laughs) 
Uh, players complained at the time that some of these features, particularly the main menu animations, should have been present in the base game. And yeah, a hundred percent. Yeah, they should have. It's it's funny how little opinion I have about this for something that is Sonic. <laughs> yeah. Because like I read through the story, and I'm like, all right, cool. Yeah. I don't think I'm. I, I don't think I'm gonna get the plus edition if they add more content with Sonic Origins Plus, maybe. But I don't expect more content because it's a remaster or the it's a re-release and repackaging, and I guess remaster too of the original Sonic games. Are you gonna add new levels? I don't think so. Yeah, you know this is weird because um, Origins, everything they said here is true. Like the DLC stuff was atrocious and just very stupid. Um, I really enjoyed Origins. I love it. I yep, think it's same. a great collection of those those games overall. Not perfect, but I think the it's the closest to perfect we have, and I think we'll ever get. Um, when it comes to Mania, which is one of my favorite games, freaking love that thing. Uh, Plus was great. The encore mode, the extra characters, like there was a lot of fun uh, that was added, and it. Got me to replay Sonic Mania again, even though I wasn't planning on it. I was like, I'm going to just start this up, and the next thing I know, I beat the whole damn thing, all right, uh, in the encore mode. And it was fun. If they could do that for this, for Origins, maybe it'll get me back into playthrough. But I do think that that's a uphill battle, and I also just don't know what they would add. Yeah, I feel like it would be just the quote-unquote ultimate edition <laughs> with the with the animations included and all the stuff that you got you would have gotten in the deluxe package included in the act, in the actual game even though i feel like from what we talked about i don't know if that stuff was substantial enough to really repackage it as a plus edition so maybe it's that stuff and then i don't know more features maybe you can choose the soundtrack for level i don't know what you add to those games like the fact that it's sonic origins plus yeah like if it was just sonic whatever the fuck it'd be like oh, cool. like, like, the adventure games or like you know some some of the uh like saturn games or something i don't know but like oh you think you think adding new games could be the move here i mean potentially but because back this is not a pattern to follow here but back on the like gamecube era so like 2002 or 3 mm -hmm. there was the sonic mega collection there was <laughs> uh and then sonic mega collection plus mm -hmm. and that was a, a to totally different skew, different era than we are of in course. here, but uh, that had com a completely different set of games, and it got a little <laughs> bit more niche with the games. Add in the Sonic 4 mobile games. Well, they, those weren't mobile. Were they not mobile? Sonic oh, no, they were like... Episode 1 and 2 were like... That was, that was like was Xbox real Live, games. right? Was yeah, it? real games. But I, I think I ha they released on mobile, though, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I just viewed them as mobile games. But I guess you could do those. Nobody's asking for those, but I guess you could do those. Vandra said you could add the Game game Gear games. Yes. I think that that is the type of stuff that I could uh, imagine popping up here. But What was the Sonic 3D one for... Was it Genesis or Saturn? 3D Blast. 3D Blast. It was on both. Really? Blast, title. Holy shit. Yeah, I only played the soundtracks. Genesis version. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Give me um the Sonic fighting game on Saturn. Sonic Sonic Fighters. Sonic Fighters. Yeah. yeah. Uh, story number five. Sega announces a new game. Four or four. Oh my lord. All right. Sega announces a new game. Four o four game re colon set. Super game, everybody. Don't speak too soon, Tim. Oh. I can't wait for you to read through this. One. Okay, here we go. Um, Chris Scullion at VGC reports. Sega and Nier series creator Yoko Taro have officially announced their upcoming mobile game, 404 Games. It sounds so super anymore. <laughs> uh, teased earlier in the week, the mobile title reimagines classic Sega games as. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Keep reading. Keep reading. This is... <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to take this one from the top, all right? Yep. Sega announces a new game, 404 Game Reset. Sega and Nier series creator Yoko Taro have officially announced their upcoming mobile game, 404 Game Reset. 
Teased earlier in the week, the mobile title reimagines classic Sega games as attractive women who represent an evil version of Sega. It's not a joke. Keep going. This is not a, this is not a parody article. I read through this article and I was like, am I sure this is VGC? I double checked. I triple checked. In a trailer for the game, a narrator refers to a distorted world where Sega reigns at the top of the world and controls everything. <laughs> I love how even they fucking know. They're like, this isn't reality. This, Sega on top? Uh, uh, we imagine, a fucking crazy we, ass alternate reality. The game imagines a world where the Saturn was a success. Was a success. Oh my god, dude. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, this is due to the power of the girls known as cast, who were born when Sega gave its games an identity. Yes. This can't be real. It's real. This is this The is trailer is playing right goddamn now. This is a quote from them. Yeah. Like, this is not... This is a fucking quote. This is due to the power of the girls known as cast, who were born when Sega gave its games an identity. Players must get involved in the battle to restore the world that Sega continues to rule. The video showcases examples of some of the game's cast characters, which are human interpretations of such Sega IPs as Afterburner, Outrun, Virtual Cop, and Virtual Fight. At some point during this trailer, it will pop up with the images of the girls, and Tim, you will be so embarrassed for this. Yoko Taru, who serves as the game's creative director, said, It's a game that features Sega's IP, so I thought Sega should be in the game, but I don't think Sega would want to see a right game here, that portrayed it. Right here. Hold on, Kevin. Please pause this. I I we, I need to see all of it, but I I need. You Let to- me see if I I'm, I'm gonna see if I can find a link to put in assets for all the girls, um, because I think they ha- they did have it on the video game chronicle article. I need I need everybody to listen to the words that I'm about to. This say. is Virtual Fighter right here. Oh my god! This is a quote from Yoko Taro. It's a game that features Sega IP, so I thought Sega should be in the game, but I didn't think Sega would want to see a game that portrayed it well, so I portrayed it negatively. I, 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 like, I'm, I was, I'm speechless about this new story. It's a world that imagines that if things were to go well for Sega, but then got out of control, it could end up like this. Yeah, we got the different images here. Um, you got a Virtual Fighter, you got Virtual Cop, you got Afterburner, and they are all just the most, like anime girl with like exaggerated features that you'd imagine and they like look it's a dope jacket that is a dope jacket that yeah did. but that like chest thing that she's wearing is supposed to go on your chest and it's just like <laughs> so much lower you know <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah i don't think it's i don't think these are made to be practical <laughs> these uh the the things they're wearing are made to be practical um, all right, let me keep reading this because like every word here is gold. Yeah. Uh, in a tweet marked "Sending Resistance," it states the Sega State is trying to deceive and control people. This account was open to reveal the truth. <laughs> Y'all are going too fucking far. God, and they're doing this hot on the heels of Yuji Naka. <laughs> <laughs> they are. They actually are. Yeah. Uh, I want to deliver the truth that Sega's hiding from the people to as many as possible. Please help spread the word. Let's take back the original world from the Sega State. Players in Japan can pre-register for the game to receive gacha gems. <laughs> in an interview with Famitsu producer Kosuku Nakamura, said that there will be many more girls based on Sega titles, suggesting that players will be collecting them. <sighs> it's not yet known if the game will be released in the West. This is embarrassing. Like, come on. What are we doing here? What are we doing here? I, 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 like, I like the fact that we go from, uh, <laughs> I want to deliver the truth that Sega is hiding from people to as many people as possible. Please help spread the word. Let's take back the original world from the Sega state. And then the very next sentence is, players in Japan can pre-register for, a game to, uh, for the game to receive gacha gems. It's like, come on. 
This is any self awareness would be great right here. This is so. I mean, but they're so self aware that Sega can't possibly be good. It has to be bad. This is fucking crazy. But is this part of? Like I've never completed every ending of Nier Automata. Do you think this is the seventh ending? No. <laughs> like, this, is, is this part of the th- game? That's the other thing too <laughs> is the fact that Yokotaro is the one um, um, uh, directing this. Uh, is the fact that like you know I look at Yokotaro as a brilliant person, right? I think Yokotaro, Nier Automata, and Nier Replicant have some of the coolest stories I've ever played through in video games, and like I think his game design prowess is like fucking amazing. But then also there are moments where it's like, yo, Gotaro, come on now. Like, why is why is Tubi dressed like that? Why is there a trophy for looking up her skirt? Why are, are you making these games where you're reimagining Sega IP as like hot anime girls? Like, what are that we you doing? Collect. Here? That you collect. There's so much disgusting bullshit here. There's also a lot of really funny nonsense here. It's but yeah, I there's hate a lot those of funny nonsense. Things here. have to intersect. Because a lot of like it's it strikes me as like, what if, uh, you know, Roger does our social media? What if Roger was like, hey, I got an idea. What if I made an account that's about exposing kind of funny <laughs> for all of kind of all funny of our sins? sins? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that's basically what Yoko Taro was like. Yo, what if I made a game about how Sega is evil and I made a Twitter account that's about saving the world from the Sega state? Because oh, this is an alternate future where Sega was successful. <laughs> oh, my fuck. It's fucking, on some level, I'm like, yo, this is actually kind of funny and really cool. But on the, another level, I'm like, oh, man, this execution of it is just kind of weird. And the, what really takes, I mean, what takes it away mainly for me are the anime girls. If you didn't have the anime girls here and the gotcha mechanics, I could be into an idea like this. Because I like the idea of Sega being like, yo, Dude, Sega was plus, evil. I, I'm right there with you. If I had a nickel for every time I looked at something and, and was like, if this was completely different than the thing it is, I'd love it. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. Will this game make it to the West? I don't know, Bless. That's, that question is so far away. Hopefully not. If I want to know what's coming to Mom and Grop Shops today, where would I look? You would look toward the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. There it is. didn't work to play the music. That sucks. Um, out today, Hogwarts Legacy on uh, all the current. Wait, what is this right? No, that's not right. It says PS4 and, uh, and uh, on the next gen, on the next gen, on the on current gen, gen consoles and uh, PC. Yeah, yeah, also yes. on old gen consoles in Later. April. Oh. Yeah, uh, go go pogo girl <laughs> is on everything. <laughs> Legion of Doom on Switch and N Paint on Switch, lowercase N. Paint. You said that like you knew it. Oh, one word. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, re- I recognize no. that name. No, no, no. It's been years. Since- <laughs> <laughs> um, man, this has been a great show. Yeah, a lot been. of fun, cool stuff going on. Um, but I think it's time for us to bid you adieu for this week. Yeah. Um, next week, it's going to be fun. It's going to be a wild, wild ride. So I'm just going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. I don't know who's hosting. So you're right. going to have to tune in. You might get some fun surprises. No one's some scheduling shit going on right now. You're going to get some surprises. Uh, and that's going to be great. That's going to be fun. After this, guess what's happening, everyone? You asked for it. You got it. And now you're going to get it again. The Jabroni Boys are going to continue playing some Elden Ring. Oh, I thought you were going to say golf. No, I was like, they did again? golf yesterday. You I'm going go to go to golf every single go day. Check that out. And I'm stuck here doing the actual work. Um, playing uh, video games. I'm going to <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to your wrong and see what we got wrong here. 
I'm sure there was nothing. Be interesting. It says, Bless said Evil Within 2 recently came out, but 2 came out in 2017. I don't think I came, or, oh, I guess, yeah, to finish the statement, before Hi-Fi Rush even started development. I guess that part is the correction, because I, I I think I was talking about, like, maybe Hi-Fi Rush came out close to, or Hi-Fi Rush, whatever. I, um, I know Evil Within 2 came out in 2017. I will saying. say, I would have thought it came out, like, two years ago. Really? 2017, feel that's, that is wild that it's taken that long. 2017, I mean, I, 2017 just feels like a year that should be that should have been more recent because that was the year of dreams. I remember 2017 so vividly. Mm-hmm. I played Breath of the Wild. Mm-hmm. I played Mario Odyssey. Mm-hmm. I played Horizon. Mm-hmm. I played Golf Story. Mm-hmm. I played Wolfenstein Two. What a time! Destiny Two. I can I can keep naming 2017 games again. Yeah. Near Automata, <laughs> Persona Five. <laughs> what a year! <laughs> uh, Borzin says there is a 909. PUBG. Since 808 named after the Roland 808, there could be a 909 based on a Roland 909. Yeah, there is one. But it was like, just a bad joke from me. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, let's see. People keep trying to write in saying they'll offer me um, Tears of the Kingdom for higher prices. That's not how the hypothetical works. In my hypothetical situation, Nintendo is only allowing me to pay $1,200 and I have no other option mm-hmm. to acquire Tears of the Kingdom. Yeah. I'm going to do it. I love how upset it gets people. It got people really upset. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Because it's almost as if they think that you're saying that every game should cost twelve hundred. It's like yeah, no. it's almost like yeah, it's no. like they think that it's I'm saying asking that you Nintendo, personally per- I, see I, I, a like, value in this game. I was thinking about it last night too. I was like, man, what other games would I pay that price for? And like I mean, when I was talking at the time in that conversation with Greg, I was like, I don't think there's another game that I'll do that for. That's a lie. If Hideo Kojima was like, I'm putting out another Metal Gear that wraps up the story from Metal Gear Five, and like and uh, linked up the story all the way up until Metal Gear Solid One, like remade the first Metal Gears. Oh man, yeah, I'll I'll pay higher than twelve hundred dollars for that. Higher, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How high will Bless get? We'll have to stay tuned and find out. I'm sure we're going to talk about that later. Um, what else do we got here? Actually, though, let's see. Some of the fighters was an arcade only release. Uh, it, its first console release was on the Sonic Gems collection in two thousand five. That comes from Killian. Uh, just a little fact for you, Bless. Thanks. Um, and. That's it. That's it, everybody. That's it. We nailed it. We crushed it. Not just this episode, but every episode this week. Of course. We're the best, Blast. That's what we do what here we on Kind of Funny do. Games Daily. <laughs> we can't be stopped. You hear that? Game ranks. I don't know why I'm coming out to game ranks. <laughs> I like game ranks. But you hear that? Jake Baldino. Yeah, specifically. Specifically. Jake Baldino. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I'm following the camera, Jake. <laughs> Fucking love Come at Jake. me. Fucking love you. Bye, guys. Bye. I love you as well. Take my hand. Oh, yeah.